Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome. It is Tuesday, October 9th. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's been a few days. We didn't get a chance to do the show yesterday because we had baseball still going on when we were about ready to take air. So, unfortunately, didn't get the show yesterday. Friday, of course, complete different story. I'm over at the West Lot doing the stage show. So, back at it again. So, it's been a few days. Glad you're with me. I've got Gabriel Silver as our producer. We'll take your phone calls later on, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. I've got a couple things to go over and a couple things from yesterday as i got a chance to catch up with some of the players, and you'll hear the rest of the week some of that stuff. But yesterday... A little bit after 6 o'clock, we got the email that uh, Thundering Hurts swimming and diving coach Bill Trammell resigning. So he resigned yesterday. Now, replacement hasn't been named. They need a swim coach right now. So if you've got any swimming coaching experience, this might be your time to put in your resume as an interim swimming coach. They don't have anybody right now. That's tough. This is the middle of the season. This is you've got action going on. That's like your football coach just leaving and having no assistant coaches. And there's a game coming up. So, yeah, that's a tough spot there. But uh, Bill Trammell resigning yesterday. Uh, he was always good to talk to. So, uh, you know, whatever the reason was, uh, wish him well. And then, of course, today was Don Holiday's press conference. And so I've got some reaction from that. We'll hear that later on. The big news coming out of the press conference today was that Alex Millette is going to be out for the rest of the season due to a leg injury. So he's out. I don't know if the red shirt's going to go on him, how that's going to work. Again, new ground as far as all the rules there, so I don't want to misspeak, but I would think maybe try to get a medical red shirt for him. But he is out for the rest of the season, and I believe he was in four games, so I think you could probably do it. Again, that's the magic number four. We shall see. Now, um, Doc and his presser earlier today, captains, uh, he announced that uh, Gant, B, Dowry, and Obi Obiallo were your game captains. So that's what came from the press conference. We've got in detail what Doc had to say later on the program. Also, we're going to hear from Chase Hancock in a little while, get his thoughts on the upcoming matchup. And a couple of interesting questions that were asked of him today. We'll play those back for you. He talked a little bit about social media, and uh, that was a question that was asked of him from Grant Trailer from the Herald-Dispatch. So uh, I'm interested to read the story that Grant's working on, but still we will play the comments, and uh, you'll hear a little bit of what Chase had to say about social media. Interesting thoughts from him. So very mature, I thought, as well. So it's always fun to talk to Chase Hancock, and we'll hear from him a little bit later on. But We've got a few guys who want to kind of close the books on Middle Tennessee before we move on. We really didn't get a chance to do that yesterday, so uh, we'll do an abbreviated edition of that. So think of this segment as the Monday show, minus Dave Walsh, minus the Union Pub and Grill. And we've got a few comments from the guys talking about the loss yesterday. First of all, you've got the quarterback, Alex Thompson, and you put him in. He hasn't played in almost two years so it kind of felt good, I'm sure, for him to actually finally get out there, get some actual game time, feel the game again, get hit, get back up, go again, process it all. So we're going to hear from him throughout the week. But I asked him about the loss. I want to get his thoughts on losing to Middle Tennessee. Here's what he had to say. Uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, not what we wanted, you know, with the result and everything. But, um, 
you know, we just got to move forward. You know, we can't uh, hang our head on that Friday night. You know, um, we have several more conference games to go, and we got to treat everyone like a conference championship at this point, you know, with the one loss. So, uh, you know, we're just going to move forward, and we're going to get better. Conference championship. We're back to that. Every week is a conference championship. So, ODU is the start of the conference championship run. You've got six conference championship games coming up before the conference championship game if Marshall qualifies. Tough one's going to be, I think, FIU. FAU still out there as well. And FIU and Middle are going to go at it. And that's going to clean up a few things as far as who's going to be on top of this league. You're going to have to hope that Middle gets beat twice. If Middle gets beat twice and Marshall can go the rest of the way, then everything's fine. So they're in that mode already of thinking of championship games every game. Everything is a must-win now. Yeah, I know. I hate to use that term, too. But, yeah, it's true. Every game's a must-win now. So, still talking to the guys from yesterday. Uh, talked to Malik Gant. Uh, we're going to hear from him a little bit later on uh, in relation to something that was asked of Doc. But, same question to him. Just want to get his thoughts on the loss to Middle Tennessee. Uh, I think uh, just execution and... Being more disciplined in the 50-50 ball is probably the most thing out of all things. I think uh, throughout the whole night, just like the NC State game, we had balls that could have went our way and could have went their way, and they really almost all the balls went their way. And that's when things like that happen, and you can't get a win when all the balls go that way. And I coach stressed that on this morning. We have to win some of the balls for us to either have a chance to win it. We can't let them to get all the 50-50 balls, or it's not fair at all. They're just going to win. So Malik, on that, just you know, we didn't get those. Didn't blame anything, didn't fault anything, just flat out said, we didn't get those. We got to get those. So you're going to hear that again. We'll we'll hear that again from uh, some of the other players. We'll hear that again from Doc Holliday, and that's coming up later on. Ryan B., always good to talk to him. So yesterday, same question. I, I got with these guys, and you know I don't want to ask the question because I mean, they're moving on, but yeah, I need to know, Ryan B. Talk to me about that loss. Uh, you know, it was, this is exactly what we thought it was going to be. You know, four quarter, sixty minute battle, and uh, uh, this is exactly what it was. Um, you know, Stock still, he's. I mean, props to him. He's a heck of an athlete. You know, his his mentality is just he's never going to quit. You know, he's going to keep going until the final whistle blows, and that's what he did. Um, you know, we got we have corrections to make, and uh, but we can't let. We got to obviously take the corrections, fix them, and move on. You know, we can't can't. Uh, sit on this and feel sorry for ourselves. We can't just let this define the rest of our season, you know, so we got to take the corrections and uh, move on. That's Ryan B. on the law. So when we come back from break, we're going to look ahead. We've got ODU coming up for the Thundering Herd. That is going to be a must-win. We're there. We're at that point now. These games are must-win. So we'll talk to Ryan. We've got Jordan Dowry on the way as well. Chase Hancock, extended conversation with him later on. Going to hear from Doc Holliday. We'll get your phone calls in. Don't forget, we do take your phone calls. 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We've got more on the way. You're listening to The Drive. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. 
Coming up, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday, get his thoughts on the upcoming game with ODU. And as you heard earlier, uh, games are now championship series every week, playing for a championship. That's the mentality because Marshall losing to MTSU puts them behind a little bit. MTSU has the tiebreaker, so the Thundering Herd's got to win out. Hope that MTSU loses, and I'm going to have to say twice. If FIU gets MTSU, you're going to hope that they lose one more time. If MTSU gets by FIU, uh, it's going to be a tough road for the Thundering Herd there. But either way, Marshall's got to win out. There's still a chance here. Marshall still has a chance. It's not mathematically impossible. Plus, you need three more wins for a bowl, so nothing's lost just yet. So positive outlook from the guys, and uh, we'll hear more from them this week. But I wanted to start talking about ODU itself, that game. This is a game Thundering Herd went down to a couple years ago and uh, did not get the victory. So, Thundering Herd needing to bounce back, and you're playing a much better ODU team, a team that record-wise – they're a lot better than maybe the record indicates. And we're going to hear from these guys about that. First off, here's Ryan B. I asked him about ODU, want to get his thoughts on the team. Uh, you know, ODU, they got a lot of guys back. You know, they're, I think about most or all of their offensive lines back. Uh, they got a lot of skill guys back. Um, plus, a new quarterback coming in, he's playing tremendous. You know, ODU's a team that, uh, can't look at their record and, and try and base base anything off of that because you know they've been in every single game. They beat Virginia Tech, so uh, I think they're a team that they can they can beat anybody or they can lose to anybody. So you know we gotta lock in and uh, take it as a big game, which is exactly what it is. Same question I asked Jordan Dowry. Talked to him and uh, just want to get his take on this ODU squad. They've got to be the best one and five team. I mean, it, they, they are, they're a solid team and how it's worked out that way. And I haven't seen all of their games yet and see how it all, how it all happened, but they, they look like a team that should not be one and five. Um, and the fact that the one was over Virginia Tech and ranked the way they are, that it doesn't make much sense. And I don't know how it's all worked out that way, but I, I think at the end of the day, you got to, you got to focus in on, on what they are on film and prepare accordingly to that. The, the records um, are, are secondary to what you see on the film. And Chase Hancock, got to talk to him today. So we're moving ahead, looking at ODU now. So uh, here's what Chase had to say as uh, we get into our conversation with him. Just want to get his take. He's uh, seen a little bit more of this team now than when we talked to Ryan and Jordan and also the other guys. So... Here we are on Tuesday. Here's Chase Hancock's impression of the upcoming opponent. The running backs, the wide receivers, um, the quarterback, those are the, the people that come to mind. Um, they make a lot of plays. Um, last year, I mean, every every year that we've played them, the running backs are really big and stocky, and they run really hard. So we have to do a good job of getting them on the ground. Um, this quarterback seems to, to do a good job of throwing it up there. Both quarterbacks, really. Um, they had the freshman kid last year. We played him. He did a really good job against us. Um, and then this, the the other guy that they got starting now, um, he seemed to, to do a really good job of throwing it up there and allowing his wide receivers to go get the ball. So I think that's going to be a challenge for us this week. This is going to be a team that they will put some points on the board. I think that's a fair assessment of this squad. So this is a team that the record 
you just don't understand it. They're good. Obviously, they've got a signature win, and they've made some changes to be a better team now, but that record just doesn't reflect that. So that was one of the questions we asked Chase today when we were talking to him. You know, Does this record really reflect how good this ODU team is? I don't think that... I don't think that the record always shows how well a team actually is, how, how good a team actually is. Um, I think any given day, any team can win. So um, we're going to keep that in mind as we prepare for them uh, this weekend. And uh, I mean, that, that's all we can do, really. I mean, I, the record, I don't, I don't really look at the record. The record doesn't matter. It's, whoever plays the best on Saturday. So we're going to take a, a, a slight diversion here because there were a couple questions asked of Chase, not about the game itself, but social media, the fandom, the experience. It all somehow funnels itself to social media. And let's be honest, some of you got a little bit more free time on your hands than you, you know what to do with. And I have seen some players and some fans interacting with each other in ways that maybe if I was the player, I'm not going to interact with the fans that way. And if I'm the fan, you know, maybe I shouldn't be getting on the player. But it's happened. Social media is everywhere now. Everybody's got an opinion. You remember when you had to be intelligent to get on the Internet? Well, those days are over. Everybody's on the Internet now. And so there was a question asked. Grant Trailer. Carol Dispatch uh, asked the question about the fact of social media is out there. It's everywhere now. You know, how much do you have to be aware of it? You know, the balance of being on it, using it, and the fact that, you know, as, a, as an athlete, there are a lot of people who are going to be talking to him, telling him what a great job he did. And there's sometimes a lot of you that think that, okay, I'm just going to get on there. I'm going to tell a Chase Hancock or a different player, what I really think of you. You didn't do a good job. How dare you lose? You know you know what I'm talking about, right? You understand where I'm going here. There are fans that will, it's herd on herd crime. I've seen this myself. So Grant is working on something, I'm sure, but he asked the question to Chase. And so we've got it here. And I just want to play this for you because I thought it was really interesting what Chase had to say about social media. I think anybody can get behind it. A computer screen or, or whatever, cell phone or whatever, behind a keyboard and say whatever they want to say. Um, I don't think we as players should look too much into it because, I mean, they're not playing. We are. We, we go to work every day. We practice. Um, it's easy to, to coach and and say, well, this you, I should have did this. And um, But at the end of the day, the coaches coach, players play, leave it at that. Um, it's okay to have your input and your opinion, that's fine. But um, I think sometimes we get, some of some of us get too caught up in social media and I don't, don't just tune it out. You know, don't let it affect you. And there was a follow-up question to that. Again, Grant from the Herald-Dispatch asking this question. And he just wanted to know how, how do you, Tune that out. How do you not let it get to you? Just focus on on you, really. I mean, I don't know. Just don't don't let it get to your head, really. You know, even if people are saying good things about you, just continue to work. And when people are saying bad things about you, I mean, use it as motivation. Like, okay, like this is what I, I know. This is what I have to work on. This is what people are saying about me. But don't get don't get so caught up in it that it begins to uh, affect your playing. 
interesting take, mature take from Chase Hancock on social media. Again, uh, I've seen it firsthand. Heard on heard crime sometimes. You know, if you don't take it to the message boards, you take it to Twitter, social media. Uh, if a player does something you don't like, you kind of feel like I'm going to say something to him. Or if a player says something you don't like, you're going to go right back at him. And it goes both sides. You know, players have got to be careful what they say and what they do. I think fans, you have an opinion that's great, but I mean, does it make you feel better? Did it make you feel better that you you had your say? You went after the player. Again, each interaction is different, so I'm not going to put everything into one box. But I have seen it. It's herd-on-herd crime, man. We don't need that. We don't need herd-on-herd crime. So let's get back to talking about this game. And the quarterback for Old Dominion has had a a tough journey. He's been benched or he got passed over. Let's let's put it this way. He's not having a good performance a couple years ago. Gets beat out by someone who's younger. And then he works his way back. So, I mean, here's a quarterback who has fought his way back. And we wanted to get Chase's opinion on just how much better this guy is. And it's the quarterback at Old Dominion who's going to be uh, facing Thundering Herd this week is Blake LaRussa. And this is what Chase had to say about that guy and his journey. I think it says a lot about him um, as a player. Um, you can see it on film. He's very confident. And uh, he runs the show. So um, we're going to have to, to make sure that we try to eliminate him as, as much as we can. Another weapon that Old Dominion is going to go to is their running back, uh, Jeremy Cox. So, uh, Chase, here's his thoughts on it. I thought this was a, a great description of their running back at Old Dominion. Big, big dude, big dude. Um, so, again, we have to get him on the ground. He breaks a lot of uh, first tackles, first people that, that encounter him. Uh, he usually breaks those tackles. So, um, the more people we can get on him, the better. I love that. Big, big dude. Big dude. So watch out for the running back, Old Dominion, coming up on Saturday. Hey, we're going to have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog, I'm going to be at Roosters. We're going to do the pregame show. And then after that, we'll be right back here for the postgame, give you a chance to react, give us your feedback, and, of course, we'll have scores from across Conference USA and, of course, reaction from this game as well. So we've got you covered all day and all evening. Thundering Herd, Old Dominion right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. When we come back, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday, get his thoughts on Old Dominion as we continue our preview, and we'll take your phone calls as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. This is The Drive presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. I am your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And today's Tuesday... That means I get to talk to Doc Holliday, and uh, we did so today earlier at the stadium now. Thundering Herd coming off the loss, looking ahead now to Old Dominion. And again, Doc, earlier in the press conference, uh, mentioned that Alex Millette is going to be out for the rest of the season due to a leg injury. Now, again, I don't know what they're going to do, red shirt, whatever. 
not sure yet. Uh, I don't have the uh, the full details on what they're planning to do, what they're going to do. So uh, don't want to speculate too much on that until uh, we get something that's actually official on that. Now, captains this week going to be Gant B, Dowry, and Obi Obi Allo. So they're your captains. Now, first things first, Doc is looking ahead now. We're talking Old Dominion. Here is Doc's impression of Old Dominion. You know, you look at this Old Dominion team, coached by Bobby Waters, has done a great job holding this team together. I know they're a one in five team, but if you look at them, they don't look like a one in five team on tape. But we talk about it starts with a quarterback. They started starting at quarterback against Virginia Tech three games ago. And uh, he, uh, of course, beat Virginia Tech uh, through for almost 500 yards, just thrown for 1,200 yards in the last three games. They got two big time receivers uh, that are just as good as anybody uh, in our league. And they, get to, they do a great job of getting the ball to them. Uh, they go down to East Carolina and really, I guess they won that game, had a bad call that should not have been called and ended up should have won that game at East Carolina, which would have made him 2-0. and And then they went and played uh, FAU there. So they're a, they're a dangerous team that we've got to do a great job of going in there and being prepared to play this week. But uh, I know our team's anxious to go down there and, and, and play well. I know we will. So going to Old Dominion, Thundering Herd's been there a couple of times and it's a fun place to play. Here's Doc's impression of going on the road playing at Old Dominion. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I, we've been down there a couple times. They've had great crowds. Uh, you know, I don't know what it'll be like this week. I'm sure that uh, the way they're playing, that uh, they'll, they'll have a great turnout. But it's a, it's a great venue and, and a great location. So I'm sure we'll take a lot of people, and I'm sure they'll have some people there as well. So we've talked about it. Old Dominion's got one win, but this team's a lot better than a – a team with a one-win record. It's a big win, but still, on film, talking to the guys, listening to Doc, this is a, a team that's better than that record. And so the question was asked, why is Old Dominion better than their record? Here's his reply. You look at him, and they start a different quarterback first three games, and he didn't play as well for him as, of course, this kid is, and end up losing those three, and and then since they've inserted this, and, and the thing was, he this kid, he wasn't it wasn't like he just got, walked on campus. He's been there for three years. He started, I think, three games for him a year ago. I think they were two and one with him as a starter a year ago. So, you know, he's been there, he's played, and uh, for whatever reason, he was not starting. And then when they stuck him in there against Virginia Tech, he kind of lit him up. And and like I say, those two receivers are are, are really good. He throws it up to him and. And they go get it against Virginia Tech, against uh, East Carolina, and also against FAU. So there'll be a handful. We got to do a great job of of being able to match up and and cover those guys. Okay, I mentioned to you earlier that um, the guys were talking about um, some things. Fifty-fifty balls have come up, and so you heard this soundbite earlier, but I want you to hear it again. This was a question that I asked uh, to Malik Gans. Like, hey, um. What caused the loss to get his impression? And here's what he said. Again, you heard this earlier, but I just want to play this one more time for you. Here's Malik Gant. The question I asked him about what caused the loss to Middle Tennessee. Being more disciplined in the 50-50 ball is probably the most thing out of all things. I think uh, throughout the whole night, just like the NC State game, we had balls that could have went our way and could have went their way, and they really almost all the balls went their way. And that's when things like that happen, and you can't get a win when all the balls go that way. And our coach stressed that one this morning. We have to win some of the balls for us to even have a chance to win, and we can't let them to get all the 50-50 balls, or it's not fair at all. They're just going to win. Okay, so 50-50 balls, that's a big thing. Got to win those, you know. 
you just um, you just don't go out there and say I'm going to win those. You have to actually go out there and assert yourself. That's why they're 50-50 balls. So that was a question asked of Doc now because Malik's talking about it, and it seems like something that uh, they're focusing on a little bit, or at least that's uh, something top of mind for some of the guys. And so the question was asked of Doc about Malik. He's talking about 50-50 balls and uh, wanted to get his impressions on winning those 50-50 battles. You know, unfortunately, I mean, we there we had opportunities – you know, you, you think of that, that game a week ago, and, and it wasn't like they weren't covered. I mean, we had guys there that were that were did a nice job as far as technique and coverage wise. You just got to make a play at some point, and, and they those kid uh, Saturday uh, or Friday night made plays, and ours didn't. Uh, it's going to be critical that we do against these guys because these guys are going to have a lot of opportunities now. And if you go back and watch those three games, you're going to see where they throw up an awful lot of 50-50 balls, and then we're going to have to make our share of them. So. Winning those battles, a key component for the Thundering Herd's success is what they're seeing. They had opportunities, didn't take advantage of them. And if they can take more advantage of those opportunities, they feel like they're in a good place. Another person that maybe Doc feels good about right now is the quarterback, Alex Thompson. And you got a guy who goes out there, hasn't played in a couple years. Looked rusty. I thought that was fair. We have yet to see the true potential and Doc was asked about, hey, you know, how'd you feel about his performance? Here's Doc's reply. You know, I, I saw, I thought I saw him get more comfortable throughout the game, you know, and, and do some things there. And uh, I don't think there's any question that having a game under his belt, you hadn't played in almost two years. So, you know, to put him in that situation and, and against that defense that just brought so much pressure. And that wasn't just because Alex was playing. They, they were the same defense that we've seen for the last couple of years. And that's where they played. You know, I, I saw. I thought I saw him get more comfortable throughout the game, you know, and, and do some things there. And uh, I don't think there's any question that having a game under his belt, he hadn't played in almost two years. So, you know, to put him in that situation and, and against that defense that just brought so much pressure. And that wasn't just because Alex was playing. They, they were the same defense that we've seen for the last couple of years, and that's the way they play. And uh, so, you know, I thought he got better throughout the game, and uh, he's going to. He'll be. He'll be. He'll be better this week. So, Alex Thompson getting the start for Doc and thought that the performance was a little bit better. Now, there's another question to Doc. He was asked about the high numbers of sacks. It seems like the Thundering Herd's given up a lot more as far as sacks this year than this point last year and the whole season. And so the question was asked of him, hey, you know, what's the reason why you're, you're seeing more sacks? Is it the quarterback holding the ball a little bit more, some of the line play? What's going on? And here's Doc's reply to that. A couple of sacks, Alex should have gotten the ball out of his hand uh, you know, a couple of them, then, uh, you know, we've got to do a better job with protection with not just up front, but with our backs, you know, a couple and, and two in particular. So we got to do a better job protecting him. And, you know, that's just a couple things. You know, he's like I say he was in there for the first time and seeing some things for the first time. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll do a better job of getting the ball out of his hands this week. So that's Doc's impressions of Alex Thompson. One thing that Doc talked about was the fact that turnovers – they seem to get magnified, especially against teams that can really take advantage of you. So here's Doc talking about the fact that they've got to eliminate those, especially since with teams you're playing like Middle Tennessee and Old Dominion, they're going to get magnified. Those teams are going to take advantage of it a little, lot, a little bit more than you usually see. So here's Doc's take on the fact that they've just got to eliminate those turnovers. We, we have got to eliminate turnovers. I mean, we got to take care of the ball. That's number one in everything we do. And unfortunately, the last couple of weeks we got away with it against Western we didn't last week you know we had uh, 
we got to create more on defense, and we got to take care of the ball on offense. That's that's where it all starts. So we've got to do a better job of doing that. But there's no doubt, anytime you do that, it gets magnified because you get one more possession. You know, so you can't you can't give another. That's what even even um, Friday night. I mean, you give stock still, you give a quarterback, and, and just look throughout not only our league, but you know anybody's got a really good quarterback. That's where it all starts. I mean, from Alabama to. The top teams in America, the guys that got good quarterbacks, you give them too many at bats, it's going to come back and bite you. And uh, with Stock Steele, it did. I mean, you know, look, look at the, we played those guys three years in a row. And of course, we played them more than that, but the last three years, we've beaten them pretty good two years prior to this year. And, 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 and Stock still wasn't out there. You know, they had somebody else. And that's really the same team with him out there now. Of course, he just he makes them go, and you can't give him those at bats. You can't do that. Or any, any quarterback that's got the ability to do what he does. Finally, Doc talked a little bit about the running game. Uh, I thought it was a, a lot better performance. Tyler King, uh, I thought he stood out. Uh, he got uh, some opportunities that maybe he wouldn't get. Uh, he was really good that first half. I thought more so in the first half than the second half, only because I think the adjustments were better on middle side. But the running game showed some, some signs. And here's Doc's impression of what happened running game-wise on Friday. Yeah, he, he did a nice job. He could take care of the ball. You know, get, uh, the, uh, other than that, I thought he finally he, we got that going and ran the ball pretty well, I mean, to be honest. And uh, that being said, we've got to continue to be able to do that. And both him and Anthony, I thought, with Keon out, stepped up and, and did some good things. So that's Doc Holliday from earlier this afternoon. We'll get your phone calls in now, give you a chance to talk about it. You can do so, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We have got more on the way. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. With Paul Swan, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Plenty of time for your phone call, so let's start getting some of them in. First up, we've got Mark checking in from Barbersville. Mark, go ahead. You're on The Drive. Hey, Paul. I've got a couple observations I'd like to make. Uh, first off, on defense, I'm not sure why we do this, but our, our corners, which for whatever reason, we seem to get undersized corners compared to some of the teams that come in here. Our, our corners are probably, what, 5'11 and 170, 180 pounds, and they're going against 6'2", 220-pound wide receivers, and we go into press coverage all the time. And it, it seems like every team that comes in here wants to rename them French and Toast because we can't play press coverage with those guys. And our safeties never give them any help because they're playing to run. I don't understand why we don't back off and our safeties give our, our corners uh, some help. I think the adjustments just weren't very good. I mean, you you were forced to play the run a little bit more because I think what happened was uh, you respected the quarterback. He didn't hurt you, but there were some times where he got some yardage on the ground. You're probably looking that, all right, got to play a little bit more run, but still – I just think maybe the, the adjustments were better on middle side than they were on Marshall's side. I think that's fair. I think I think we've done that all year, and we've done that over the years here recently. And, and again, I, I think that press coverage kills us because our corners uh, are just I – don't, I don't mean to uh, downplay them, but you know, they need some help. And, and that's why the safeties are back there. And the safeties can play and, and come over and help too often uh, during middle and during uh, NC State. And, uh, heck, you can go all the way to EKU. 
uh, our, their guys were going down and, and they would beat our, our corners and our safeties were running up playing the run and they weren't anywhere. They weren't 15 yards close to the play. And here's another thing I, I'd like to see a little bit more of. Is I'd like to see us throwing a ball over the middle of the field. We don't, for whatever reason, it seems like we have a tough time trying to utilize that. We always go towards the uh, out-of-bounds lines, which makes it a, a difficult catch. And I'd love to, love to see us if we could do it when we were uh, playing more um, passes over the middle. All right, we're losing your cell a little bit, so uh, we're going um, to cut it there. I think there's some fair commentary there be honest with you um, you've got a situation where I think this defense is better to run than the pass and Old Dominion is going to be very good against this defense on Saturday I think they are going to go out there and be successful passing the ball I don't think the run game is going to hurt the herd as much and I think that Marshall's got a defense that's really good against the run but the pass sometimes I think is going to be a problem. And that's where you hear these guys are talking about, look, we got to work on things like the 50-50 balls. We've got to go out there and we have got to make the plays. And I don't know if it's just a matter of, all right, going out there making more plays because coaches like to say that. Got to go out there make plays. Okay, that's fair. Your kids have got to go out there and make plays. But at the same time, I think you got to put your kids in positions to make plays. And I thought that in that first half, they were getting to the quarterback. They were getting the stock still. And then MTSU made some adjustments. And then Marshall couldn't get to the the quarterback anymore. I don't think Marshall adjusted well enough to get to the quarterback. And so you have that problem. And also the fact that I think that the defense was – I don't want to say they were respecting him too much. You have to respect him. But, again, I think that – they defensively didn't adjust. At the same time, they didn't um, really put their kids in the position because I'm more worried about what that kid's going to do throwing than I am as far as what he's going to be able to do on the ground. I don't think their run game was going to hurt Marshall as much, and so I would be a little bit more concerned to trying to cover them. But that's a good quarterback. He's going to find an opening. He's going to be an experienced quarterback. And then Marshall, with the turnovers, that was a serious problem for the Thundering Herd. And that was just a game that the longer it went, middle got better, and it just felt like Marshall didn't have an answer. And there were some opportunities for the Thundering Herd, but just didn't have an answer for them. So what do you do for this week? Again, I I don't know the run's going to be – the ultimate killer for the Thundering Herd. I think this is going to be an Old Dominion team that's going to pass, and they're going to do it well against the Thundering Herd. Offensively, Marshall's going to have to keep the defense off the ball a lot more by staying on the field. You're going to have to have uh, more success on third down. You're going to have to have a quarterback who feels a little bit more in rhythm. And again, a lot of that comes back to that kid hadn't played in a couple years, so held on to the ball a little too long. I think he's going to have to get rid of the ball quicker, put him itself in a position where he's not going to get sacked. There are so many things we can break this thing down to. At the end of the day, Middle won the game, and now Marshall's got to find a way to go through the rest of this conference schedule and win, or they're going to be on the outside looking in. Three more wins, you're bowl eligible. You get six wins, and you hope that Middle Tennessee loses a couple of times to go to the championship game. Because right now, you win six games, you win seven, you win eight, you win nine. Still probably going to go to the uh, same level bowl. 
So that's why that Middle Tennessee game was very important. But back to the point, I think defensively, Marshall's just a better team covering the run than they are the pass. We've seen that. I think NC State showed that. I think that Middle showed that. And I think Old Dominion's going to show that. I think FAU's going to show that. Yeah, those are teams that are going to find success against Marshall in the passing game. If Marshall can't beat Old Dominion and then they've got FAU coming in here, that's going to be a tough one as well. There's not a given right now. There's not a given. Old Dominion's not a given. FAU's not a given. FIU's not a given. Southern Miss, Charlotte, UTSA, I don't want to say those are guaranteed, but at the same time, those are the games you thought that you could win. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. We're done. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellerts. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for listening. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are brought to you by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition. Until then, good night, everyone. station.